Hi, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie Clarice, and this is a short, encouraging podcast for moms who want to love God, love his holy word, and love their family. How does that sound? Are you ready to start your 500 Seconds to Joy? Then let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, it is bonus episode day and I'm so excited for you to be joining me. You're going to be hearing from Kristen Clark. She and her sister, Bethany Beal, wrote a book called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And they have started this company called Girl Defined and they are all about biblical womanhood and just really elevating um femininity and true biblical womanhood, true femininity. I'm so excited for you to hear from Kristen. And we're tackling this big question of, is God good? And I think what's really important and what we should really focus on is the character of God. What is God's character? And the Bible tells us all about it. And in the interview, you'll hear Kristen and I talk about this and they have girl defined they have a free resource Kristen and bethany created this resource it's 30 days of praying the names and attributes of god so go to girldefined.com forward slash god and so you'll get this little beautiful printable that takes you through through 30 days of praying the names of god And let me know if you want to hear that on the podcast. I've thought about doing that as a series. Let me know if that sounds interesting to you. You can email me at 500secondstojoy at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's hear from Kristen and really open our hearts to the idea that God is good, that he keeps his promises, that we can trust him. And let's hear what Kristen has to say about this and the amazing personal testimony she has. Hey, Kristen. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. Hey, thanks for having me. I am excited for this conversation. Me too. It's a big one. It's um, about God's goodness, friends. And Kristen Clark and her sister, Bethany Beal, wrote this book that's called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And we are specifically focusing on chapter five, God, Are You Even Good? Is God good? Now, with our heads, we could say, yes, of course he's good. Yes, that's the intellectual answer. But does it get to our heart? And Mm. we're going to kind of dive into this character of God, really dive into scripture. What does the Bible say? Um, So I'm really excited to talk about this. And I know the listeners are going to gain a lot. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit speaks through both of us uh, because it's Mm. about him, not us. And so let's talk about your journey of writing this book. So not part of the plan. Um, How are you and Bethany hoping to encourage readers when they pick up this book? Mm -hmm. Well, I think anybody listening can probably think of something in their life, whether right now or in the past where they're thinking, yeah, that was not a part of my plan. Whether it's in their own life or someone they love going through something really hard or a twist and turn that totally caught them off guard. Um, We wrote this book for every woman who thinks, wow, that was really hard. This is not going at all the way I hoped, the way I prayed, the way I planned. How do I trust God in this as I walk through this, as I walk with someone else through this? How do I anchor my heart and my hope in him and his character? How do I believe 
his word and what he says about who he is. Um, how do I stay strong and persevere in the midst of some of these really hard, dark times? I walked a really hard um, decade. I feel like I'm still kind of in it. Um, but the Lord has just taught me so much over this past decade. And same with my sister of walking through valleys of unfulfilled longing, unanswered prayer, really hard twists and turns in each of our lives. Mine with desiring motherhood, experiencing multiple miscarriages, unexplained infertility, dozens of doctor's visits, no answers. And then my sister's journey of longing for marriage and finding herself on a decade long journey of not getting married and having to really surrender that dream, that hope and trust God in her singleness and really learn how to thrive right where God has her. So we hope this book encourages every woman on any journey, experiencing any twist and turn and wondering, is God really good? Mm -hmm. Yes. And everybody can relate to that, whether you're a woman or a man, young or old, mm -hmm. a mom or not. I mean, just it's a human experience and it's a human question. Is God good? And I think it's important to wrestle, it's important to even ask this question because it shows that you care. It shows that you care enough to even ask anything about him, about God's character. And so let's talk about his goodness. Yeah. We know God is good. We know it intellectually. I think most people listening to this podcast would say, yes, God is good. And we probably all know God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Yes. But he, he doesn't always feel good. Mm -hmm. it, Life doesn't always feel good. And, and we know we can't trust our feelings, but our feelings are there. God has gifted them to us for a reason, right? So I think we're meant yeah. to wrestle with this. So you talk about how we don't always feel it, but we know he's good because of the way his character is revealed in scripture. So mm -hmm. take us on your journey of discovering God's goodness and then share some scriptures because we're going to anchor all this in the Bible, the yeah. biblical truth about God's character. And that way, everybody listening, including me, <laughs> um, can be encouraged in whatever situation they may be finding themselves in right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because as Christians, we, at least for me, I don't really doubt God's goodness or his character when things are good in my life, right? Yes. Like, oh, I'm walking this, this journey and it's beautiful and all these blessings and it's roses and butterflies and sunny skies. And it's easy to praise God's name. And I felt yes. like so much of my life prior to getting married, it felt like that. I remember literally standing at the altar on my wedding day. This was back in 2011. So over 10 years ago and just thinking, wow, life is perfect. I'm marrying this amazing man. Both of our families love us. They all love the Lord. We have this great community, this amazing church. We're healthy. You know, what could go wrong? And I literally remember thanking the Lord for all of the blessings, which is I think good and right to do. But I think I naively expected my life to continue down that trajectory forever. And, you know, a few years in, my husband and I, you know, marriage was really wonderful. And the Lord was just teaching us so much. And we were um, learning to love each other and, you know, all the sacrificial love and all the things. Um, but then that's when we got on this journey, not realizing that I had any issues with fertility. Um, and we got pregnant and then had the first miscarriage, got pregnant six months later, had the second miscarriage, then went on a five-year journey of nothing you know, wondering what is wrong and going to tons of doctors, dozens of different clinics and doctors doing all the tests and coming up with no answers and just saying, you, you're young, you're healthy. We don't know why this isn't working. We don't see any problems. So you get this diagnosis of unexplained infertility and, you know, your only option is treatment. And that was so hard and so discouraging because I just, I never saw it coming. And I remember after my third miscarriage, which happened after kind of a five-year time span of not even being able to conceive, I got pregnant out of the blue. It felt like such a miracle. I remember praising God 
as I was also terrified, right? Like, yes. Mm. And then, oh no, it was like this mix of emotions, like so strong. And I just remember thinking, okay, Lord, like, I don't think I can bear another miscarriage. If you give me this pregnancy and it ends in miscarriage, I don't think I can go on. So please, please let this one work. And just crying out to God every day. And this pregnancy seemed to be going way better than the first two. We made it way further. The heartbeat was strong. The doctor was optimistic. And then right before I hit the 12 week mark, we went in for a, just a regular ultrasound. Um, I had had a little bit of bleeding, so we were a little concerned, but the doctor was like, I don't think it's anything. And she did the ultrasound and just looked at me and said, I'm so sorry, there's no longer a heartbeat. And I just mm. remember those words, like gut punch to my soul. And my mm. husband and I went home and just grieved and cried. And it was, it just felt so shocking because I think I started hoping again. I had been so hesitant to hope like, oh, this is probably not going to work out. This isn't, uh, you know, and I finally started hoping because the signs were so good. And I remember that point in my life, that weekend at home, grieving this news it was probably the lowest point in my life spiritually. And I, I don't, the first two miscarriages and even through the infertility, I, I didn't deeply wrestle with this question of, is God good? But this time I was really wrestling with it. I felt angry at God. I felt like he played a cruel trick on me. Like, why would you even give me this pregnancy and give me, you know, why I'm like, so hopeful. Why would you allow it to go on for so long only to take it away? That's how it felt. And I just felt like God wasn't good. And so as I was wrestling and my husband was amazing to lean into both of our grief and just kind of guide me spiritually and help me re-anchor my emotions and truth. You talked about emotions. They are so strong. God has mm-hmm. given us emotions, but they make much better followers than leaders, right? Like we yes. see over and over in scripture, our emotions are not meant to lead the train. We are meant to lead our emotions by the truth of God's word. And so I knew that theologically, I knew it in my head, but I did not believe it in my heart in that moment. And as time went on, I realized what I was doing is a very sneaky lie that the enemy likes us to buy into. And it's that when times are really hard, we tend to view God's character through the lens of our circumstances rather than viewing our circumstances through the lens of God's character. So for me, my circumstances were hard. They were terrible. They were painful. They were filled with grief. And so I projected that that season, those circumstances onto God's character rather than viewing this really hard season, these really hard circumstances through the lens of God's character, which is unchanging, which is faithful, which is true, which is good. And so what I did and what I encourage anyone right now who is like, yes, I feel that I'm wrestling I needed to get truth in front of me because I did not trust my emotions. I did not trust my feelings to guide me in a good place. And so I found online this 30 day praying through the names and attributes of God PDF. I don't know where I found it. I just Googled because I'm like, I need to realign my heart with who God says he is. And I found this prayer. It was like a one page PDF. And every single day, just one day at a time, I focused on one name or one attribute of God. I read the scriptures and I just prayed and said, God, Help me to believe this about who you say you are. And I'm telling you, by the end of doing that for 30 days, God renewed my heart. It was like he was slowly just breathing life back into my soul as I was reminded who he was. And I write, I share this whole story in our book, Not Part of the Plan, and specifically in a chapter called God, Are You Even Good? I share this and I list some specific attributes of God, like God is wise. God is faithful. God is good. God is all powerful. God is just. God is infinite. God is merciful. And as my heart was being renewed in these truths, um, my my emotions followed. It was the most amazing thing. And I will share one verse. You mentioned sharing scripture, Isaiah yes. 26, three through four. 
this passage was an anchor for me, and it is so powerful, and it is really a prayer that we can pray. Isaiah 26, 3-4 says, you keep him in perfect peace, mm-hmm. whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And that verse became a prayer on repeat and continues to be so from my heart to this day. Wow. Okay. That is okay. I just mic drop right now because literally my planner yesterday, the second, it says Isaiah 26, three, I wrote this down. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Wow. (laughs) What? That's amazing. (laughs) Holy spirit is here. Hello. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. I literally have chills right now. I'm just like, God, you are so here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. He he is renewing me through this conversation. So I know that people listening are being refreshed and renewed. And and my word for the year is heart, actually, because mm-hmm. I feel like I am in a season of darkness where I don't see why God is allowing my mom to still have cancer. Yes. Why? Why God? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I actually, as I'm reading, been reading your book these last few days, I was thinking to myself, I need to do this 30 day refresh because my heart does need to be renewed. And, you know, in what is it? Is it Ezekiel? I think it's Ezekiel 36. Is that right? Which verse? It's about turning your stony heart to a heart of flesh. Oh, yes. I know which one you're talking about. You know, like I will give a heart. I will turn your heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Yes. And I think a lot of us need that because when we have hard circumstances, it's like our heart gets hardened. We Mm -hmm. sort of just close up and, and freeze. We're like, we just, we can't, we can't feel this. And you talk about emotions in your book. Um, and I want to highlight this one thing you say, God created us to be emotional. Emotions help us to feel deeply about things that matter. So clearly having a baby matters. My mom being here to live life with me matters. Um, So we're not meant to to close off those emotions, but God is meant to be with us in this. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think this 30-day challenge I mean that I love to give people action items um, and just say, Hey, take this and go. Yes. Yes, You have something. Tell me the link so I can put it in the show notes. Absolutely. After I did that, I was like, okay, when we started writing, not part of the plan, I told my sister that we needed to create our own version of this PDF because it was so powerful in my life in my darkest moments. And I wanted to create something we could give away for free to any woman feeling like she needed that refreshment in the Lord as well. So it's a very simple one-page PDF, and it's free at girldefined.com slash God. Just girldefined.com slash God. It'll take you to a page where you just enter your name and email, and then click submit, and then you'll have immediate access to download it. You can save it on your phone. You can print it out, hang it in your room, maybe both. Um, But Mm -hmm. I used it literally as a 30-day study because I just took one day, and I would dig into the scripture, which is listed on each day. And I would use that as like my, like my study, like my, my Bible, like getting into the word and I would journal and I would pray and I would ask God, I would thank him for that character or attribute. And I would pray that he would help me to believe it. And that I would walk in the freedom of the truth that that brings as I walk in that and embrace it. So yes, 
to anyone listening, please go download that. And I hope it's a huge blessing to you. I know it will be because, you know, speaking of our hearts, God's word does change our hearts. And, and I notice yes. that if I'm having a hard day, when I can get in his word and I, you know, can soak in biblical truth, even if it's a messy moment with, you know, a messy kitchen, the dishes aren't done. I forgot to, you know, switch over the laundry and kids are pulling on me. But when we Mm -hmm. can anchor ourselves with his word in the midst of whatever chaos we have going on, it does change us. It changes our hearts. It really, it really does change us. So it really matters. And I have done, um, I did a recent 21 day scripture phone challenge and yeah. So on the podcast, if, if you all haven't listen to that yet. Um, I have 21 days in a row, so you can just start with day one. Each day is a short scripture passage and a little meditation set to relaxing music. And I feel Mm. like that is just huge. And so I'm like, okay, you're giving me some ideas with this 30 day thing. Hey, I'm going to have to do that in the podcast because when we remind ourselves of the truth about God, it, it does change us and it doesn't change yes. our circumstances. I think that's the big piece I yes. want to highlight here is that it doesn't change our circumstances, but it changes our hearts. And yes. that actually in an interesting way does change something about our life. It doesn't maybe change the problem. Like maybe my mom's cancer is still here to stay, right? Like I'm praying God heals her. Yeah. And I'm also praying that God sends you a baby, you know, but if he doesn't Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. those things, he's still good. So how can we renew our minds each day? And, and can we just close by just encouraging moms listening, whatever circumstance you have, you know, this hard thing, maybe it's not even that hard, but it's, it's hard, you know, whatever hard means doesn't have to be as serious as miscarriage or a a parent with cancer, but all the hard little things that you go through each day, we all have those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Can you encourage everybody listening just to, to turn to God's holy word and just encourage all the moms that no matter what they have going on, whatever circumstance they're struggling to trust God with, let's just remind them they can trust him. Yes. Yes. I would love to do that. Do you want me to pray or just do say a word of encouragement? I would love a prayer. I think that would be a great ending to this fabulous conversation. Let me do it. Lord, we come before you today, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we come before you with heavy hearts. I think because every one of us knows someone or we're experiencing something personally that's hard and heavy. And God, we confess that we are tempted in these moments of challenge, of heartache, of unanswered prayers, we're we're tempted to question your character and your goodness. And so God, we confess that and we repent and we ask that you would strengthen our faith, that our faith wouldn't only be based on our circumstances and whether they're good or bad, but our faith would be anchored in who you are and in who you say you are. And God, we praise you that you aren't a distant God who's far away detached from human suffering, but you are a God who sent your own son to this broken world to live a human life perfectly on our behalf and then to die a criminal's death and to suffer pain and grief and loss just like we experience, Lord, but in the most extreme way. And you died on behalf of every single one of us. And not only that, Lord, but you rose again. And so we praise you that you are a God who gave us your son 
you are familiar with human suffering. And so we pray to you, that God who comforts us in our grief, who is near to us when we are brokenhearted. We pray to you, a God who is a father and a loving shepherd. And I pray for every woman right now, would you comfort us, Lord? Would we guide our emotions by the truth of your character and the truth of your word? And would we be renewed and strengthened, God? And even if our prayers go unanswered, even if it feels like darkness is winning, would we remember that our ultimate hope is not in this earth? It's not in this life. It's not in this world. That at the end of all things, God, you are coming back and there is victory and there is life. There will be no more tears. There will be no more crying. Lord, when we are in heaven with you for all of eternity, praising and worshiping your good name. So help us to not lose sight of the bigger picture, even as we suffer here on this earth. May we run this race well, Lord, and we may we do it for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening today, friend. I'm so grateful to have you here as part of the 500 Seconds to Joy community. And if you love what you heard here, please share it with a friend. Let's build up the body of Christ and spread joy and love to more Christian families just like you. Until next time, I am so grateful to have you here and I am praying for you and your family. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.